Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. Project management, I think this is probably one of the most important pieces of tech that you really need to think about because this is the heart of your business. This is where everything sits so that you and your team know where everything is. Time is the one thing that we can't create more of. And anytime we can use a tool or an automation or something that can give us some efficiency in how we manage different aspects of the business, we should mm -hmm. absolutely be investing in those spaces. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out create the influence, income and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Influence by Design. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, joined as always by the lovely Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I can see. I've got new glasses, Sam. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even noticed. They're a different colour. Yeah, different colour. Actually, uh, two years ago, at, at, at the start of COVID, I was finding myself getting lots of headaches. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just because I'm getting old and sitting in front of a computer a lot. And you know, you're supposed to go back every 12 months to get them checked again. And, and I've kind of put it off and put it off and put it off as tomorrow me's problem. And uh, yeah, I can actually see again. <laughs> turns, nice. out I need eye. turns out I need a, a greater level of subscription. Uh, Prescription? What's it called? Prescription. You're right. Not a subscription. subscription. But, a but speaking prescription. of speaking of speaking of tools, we're going to do a, a 2022 tech stack update. Da, da, da. Yeah, we stuff. haven't spoken right. about our tech stack since 2019, and both of us have changed quite a lot of our tech since then. So we're going to share what's in our tech stack to run our businesses and what we're using now, and maybe we'll even talk about why we changed some of our tech. There's an interesting convergence in a significant part of our tech stack, isn't there? It is quite interesting. Like I was actually really surprised. And, and like somewhat independently, we do talk, obviously we do talk quite a lot. And I say, no, what are you using? And let's go and check that out. But interestingly, we, we largely for where our businesses are in terms of the scale and growth we're seeing, that we're actually starting to land on the same tools. Mm -hmm. uh, as much as I am massively influenced by you, Sam. Um, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> soon, soon. Um, you know, we, we are actually making these decisions independently, right? And, and these tools are all there to help make our job easier, give our clients a better customer experience and ultimately make our, our life easy. Interestingly enough, and I think if we both look at our tech stack, we're actually spending quite a significant sum of cash on that mm -hmm. every single month to make that 
streamline those things. And I think the bigger your team, the more important that having this, these things actually in place are, right? Because just that little bit of productivity gain on 10 staff, <laughs> actually it's quite yeah, a lot, isn't it? exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and as you said, yes, we're both spending a lot more on our tech stack now, but for me, time is money. So it's where can I save the most time so that we can spend our time in other places? Actually, ironically, you should say that I've just been doing some some further editing on my book, which has been taking me forever to get through. And it's actually one of the one of the lines I've got in there, it talks about the fact that smart business owners spend money to save time mm-hmm. and poor business owners spend time to save money. So, you know, oh, question that Oh, my listening. goodness. That is a quotable or a tweetable or a all tweetable. of the above. I, I, I absolutely love that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm but gonna, smart I'm business owners do. And then, you know, we like to think of ourselves as smart business owners, as are you, our dear listeners, your smart business owners. So time is the one thing I think that we can't create more of. And anytime we can use a tool or an automation or something that can give us some efficiency in how we manage different aspects of the business, we should mm-hmm. absolutely be investing in those spaces. And I know mm-hmm. for lots of new business owners or you're making that transition into, you know, where you want to be, there can be a bit of like fear about, you know, should I invest in this? But right? a lot of these things might be a couple of dollars a day, right? You see our for example, it's a couple of dollars a day, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be cheaper than the donuts I just ate. My CRM is not cheaper than the donuts you just ate. Let's just jump into it, shall we, Jim? On a per hour basis. (laughs) Anyone that's listening, I did not just eat donuts. (laughs) I watched Tim eat donuts. Mm, Donuts. Well, I would have shared one with you, Sam, but by the time I get to you, I think it might be stale. I think so. I think so. Let's jump in. So project management, I think this is probably one of the most important pieces of tech that you really need to think about because this is the this is the heart of your business this is where everything sits so that you and your team know where everything is uh, and for both of us we're using different project management tools that we were than we were back in 2019 what are you using now tim uh, i'm using clickup now i've mm-hmm. played with clickup in and out quite a bit um, and there certainly there are simpler tools on think on the market but for the price and power that I'm getting for ClickUp and different views, I'm actually finding it a really, really interesting tool. Right? Now, I guess like lots of tools, if you don't spend time configuring them to get the output and outcome you need, it'd be like having you know 10,000 car parts in a pile and going, yes, let's go on a drive for the weekend. Right? It just doesn't mm. work. You've got mm-hmm. to, it's not just the sticker price on the tool. You've actually got to invest in making the tool work for you and training your team on how to use it and I actually made that mistake the first time. I think not not investing in that, um, but certainly now we're finding that this is something we use every single day. Um, you know, it's always open on my desktop, so I can see what's going on, what the utilization of the team is, and so on. And I know Sam, you've actually matured yours from where you were using Trello before. You're now on Trello. Airtable. Yeah. So interestingly enough, ClickUp is one that's been on my radar for a while. You just mentioned that you need to be able to train your team to be able to get the most out of it, which is why we're using Airtable because we needed to upgrade from Trello. It just it just wasn't doing what we needed to be able to do. We needed to be able to see different views of, you know, what projects were due today, whose projects were due, who had, you know, who had a, a ton of work on their shoulders and who didn't have much. Um, 
you know, I wanted to be able to see a Kanban view or calendar view, and we can do all that in Airtable. I'm not saying that we won't be moving to ClickUp in the future, but at the time that we made the move, we needed to make it quickly and we didn't have the time to be able to train our staff. So not that I'm suggesting for a minute to change your project management tool all the time, because I think that's not good either, because yes. it's such a, an important and integral part of your business. But at the same time, uh, we needed something to be able to do what we needed quite simply. And, and right now, Airtable is doing what we need it to do. I think ClickUp will definitely be our next step, however. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the you just touched on a really key point there that as your team grows, you actually need to be able to see those different management views, right? Your Canva mm. view is really fantastic for an operational perspective to see, you know, this one's in progress, this one's stuck, this one's awaiting client approvals and, and so on. Um, but being able to switch that to calendar view and actually have a different perspective on things, you can suddenly go, Oh, you know, someone's always asked for leave next week, but they've got six projects due. Mm -hmm. that, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a really important, uh, I guess, function of any project management. And if you can't deliver projects to your clients, you're going to find that, you know, you're going to find business very hard to run. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's definitely, like I said, I think that your project management is the heart of your business. But I think just as, um, just the same is your team communication and how that interacts with your project management. So, uh, what's, what's the communication that you're, you, or the tech that you're using for communication with your team? Um, look, at the moment, I'm using WhatsApp. And largely because we can, I find it really easy to do on my phone and actually take sort of voice messages really, really quickly to send out to the team. I've been using that for a little while. It's okay. It's not the best. Right? It does make it very difficult for me to sort of search previous messages and stuff like that. And that's probably something we'll look at upgrading uh, in the not too distant future. I have been playing with Slack, which I know you use as well, and just getting a little bit more familiar with that. And uh, it's, it comes with a pretty good rep. Absolutely. So we at 20, back in 2019, we were using Voxer, but it just got to the point where there was so many of us, you couldn't have different channels of, of communication or you couldn't share files easily. So we have changed to Slack and I now don't know what we would do without it. It is, yeah. it is just used all day, every day. So absolutely love Slack. We're yeah. able to create different channels for different teams. We're able to private message, send files, you know, send voice notes, link in Google Docs, all sorts of things. So absolutely yeah. love Slack. To me, the, the third core system that every business should have, I think a lot of the other ones are kind of nice to have. So you can probably chop and change them a little bit more quickly. But the other one, I think that you've absolutely got a nail in your business and that's your CRM. So yeah. all of your customer relationships go, all the communication with your customers. I know you're still on Entreport. Uh, I am yes. still on Keep. These two systems particularly are not easy to change once, right? So really important that you get this right from the get. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, I, and get a system that will grow with you. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's why I started with Entreport and I've been with them since 2000 and. I'm going to say 2011, maybe 2012. And this was a really great piece of advice that we got back at the time is choose something that you don't need to change. Over the years, there was a few months where I was like, oh, I'm paying a lot. This is hurting, you know, back in the early days. Mm. But boy, oh, I'm glad that I chose what I did 
because it has grown with us and and it has stayed with us. And I would hate to move my CRM. Hate yeah, look, to. it's 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 an expensive process. I mean, if you think about what it would cost, what it would cost you to change two or three times because you saved fifty bucks in subscription price way back in two thousand and twelve, you mm-hmm. would have spent that and then some reconfiguring and rebuilding that system over and over again. Uh, yeah. And I think it's one of the things when you're considering a CRM in your business, if you don't have one, go and get one, um, you know, reach out, have a chat, happy to sort of give you some advice on that. But you, you've got to get something that will scale with you, will evolve with you, and will not only meet your current business requirements, but potential business requirements in the future, right? Absolutely. And there's a lot of, you know, when they sort of, do product feature comparisons. It's literally feature, 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 but not a lot of intelligence about, well, hang on, is this actually going to evolve with you and what sort of support do you need for it and what other integrations you're going to get and all sorts of other stuff like that. So, you know, in terms of the three, to me, the three core systems, project management, communication with people and your CRM. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about some of the other pieces of tech that we do use and whilst they're not our core pieces of tech, they are super important. I'm actually, the one that I'm going to talk about next for us is actually a core piece of tech for our business because we do have um, so many clients that are working with us and that's our file sharing and our storage. So this is actually one of our core pieces of tech Um, and we use Google Workspace. So we use Google Drive for our file sharing and storage. It's also in that in that suite of products. You know, that's your Google Docs, your Google Sheets, Slides, Forms, and and many many even others. Google, even Google Sites in there if you want to create an intranet of. Yep. This is how we do things. You know, you can put that into yep. a Google site as well. But I'm the same. Absolutely. I'm on uh, Google Workspace. Uh, was using Dropbox for a long time, but uh, <laughs> I've come into Google Workspace and just bought more, just bought more capacity. That's the thing I like about that. Google Workspace over Dropbox is that in Google Workspace, you can actually edit the documents within there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Leon is still using Dropbox with some of his clients, but I've got to be honest, I'm not really sure why <laughs> because I think Google Drive is really good. <laughs> Every month I query it as I'm doing the reconciliation. Why are we still paying for Dropbox? <laughs> well, the cool thing is, you know, it's also really great to collaborate with customers on as well, right? You can share, like we, we've got a, a run sheet for this podcast, for example, in Google Worksheets. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're both editing the same worksheet at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. makes it really good to, to collaborate with, uh, with your team and or with customers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to talk about ticketing next. This is something that we have integrated in our business uh, back in 2020, because if you don't have some sort of ticketing system, if you've got clients sending in um, requests, it can get very, very, very easy to miss them. Um, So the ticketing system that we use is Freshdesk. And I don't even know if there's a different way to say a ticketing system. Is there a fancier way to say that? Uh, Has it's, it probably got a, it's probably name? a job. It's, it's not really a job management. It's a request, almost a request management thing. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, so, so, so important for your genies as well, you know, to be able to sort of manage incoming requests from customers. Absolutely. So it means that one, when someone emails in a request on a specific email address, which we've integrated with Freshdesk, it automatically assigns every email with a task number. So it means that we're able to 
um, to follow it. And then all the specific team members are joined into that task number. So it doesn't matter which person emails back, we can still see in one thread. It doesn't end up in 50 different email inboxes, yep. um, which means that we can follow it through. So yes. now, obviously going to depend on how and what service you provide for a client, um, whether that's an important one for you as well. I don't have that. I actually, that's just people go straight into ClickUp and they can actually raise their own jobs directly within there. Nice. Very nice. Now, I've got well, I've got a category here called Canva. It's just a category <laughs> called Canva, and the only product in it is Canva. Canva. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I would, know what, what category. What category would you put Canva in? Design. That's how it's. Yeah, it's a design. Canva is such a such an awesome tool for for uh, you know for design of just about anything. Um, you know, from from slides and tiles for your social media to documents and presentations. It's it's such a a quick and easy tool to use. I've actually gone as far as as now using it for uh, for customer onboarding presentations, where we recap the scope with them and actually creating a a Canva slide deck for that as well. So you know, yeah, easy it's to, a- it's a great tool. It's definitely it's the tool that I use to create my slides for my presentations, um, if I'm doing it and not my genies, which sometimes I do because I'm doing it out of hours because I've left it to the last minute. Please tell me I'm not the only one that does that. Uh, no. <laughs> thank, thank you. I felt like I just walked out into a, a, a gangplank there. Oh, yes, like, yeah. <laughs> All those who do this, please step forward. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, training. Training. So I've put this under training, even though it's a note-taking app. And the reason I've put it under training is because I use this note-taking app to pull my worksheets into when I'm giving my client trainings, and that's Notability. And I am the biggest fan of Notability. I absolutely love it. It's just so easy to grab a PDF, um, save it in Notability. It takes, you know, 15 seconds from email to in the app. And it means that when I'm training, I'm able to visually explain models or help people fill in frameworks, you know, right there while we're on Zoom. So I absolutely love It's my favorite. What, what note taking app do you use? Because I, I actually don't. Uh, and this is you probably were a, using good notes, weren't you? I was using good notes and I still use good notes occasionally, um, you know, for if I've got signed documents and stuff like that. Um, you know, when I've got my iPad on my desk, which is not at the moment, in fact, I don't know where it is right now. Um, <laughs> and I do need to share screen. I know you use eCam, which is something I absolutely have to adopt to be able to switch between screens really, really quickly. Um, it's just something that I can get the pencil out and scribble if I need to draw a model. And yeah. I think as, as you know, if you're in that sort of coaching, uh, consulting sort of space, if you've got a suite of models that you can quickly demonstrate quite complex concepts in a simple visual way, it's a very, very powerful tool, whether that's notability or something else. But, you know, certainly um, you do need to be able to draw at times, which obviously brings us on to the next one uh, for so many of us, and that is Zoom. Right. Yeah. I, I have this all open all day long. So yeah, Zoom is open all day, every day on my on my computer as well. I think if there's anyone you not using Zoom and Canva, I'd be, I'd be surprised. Yeah, like the only thing you think Zoom, of course, you know, it's a pretty easy switch system to switch out. If you had Microsoft Teams, if you're one of those people, <laughs> you could you could absolutely <laughs> you know. So it's it's a, a very very useful tool. It's one that we use a lot of. 
but it's probably not one that necessarily that isn't easy to switch. Yeah, well. totally. What are you using for your calendar bookings, Tim? So I'm talking I, about the calendar that you links that you would send to people to book in to have a call with you. I, like you, use Calendly, which is mm-hmm. a horrible word to say. It always is a horrible word to say. <laughs> always trip over that one. And it's a really annoying because Calendly used to autocorrect to something else. It was used Did to it? Auto- Yeah, in my phone. Every time I tried to sort of text message, uh, you know, Calendly.com, blah, 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 you know, um, it would it would autocorrect. It was really bloody annoying because you have to <laughs> backspace it all the time. And it was, it was really frustrating. But it's still a really fantastic tool, right? It's, it's, you know, it's got good integrations. It's easy to use. It's quite pretty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, know, you can do some customization with Calendly as well in terms of the experience you give to your clients, um, hopefully for something that happens reasonably regularly, and that's booking appointments with prospects and customers. Um, but a good tool. Uh, in the future, I'm, I'm looking at actually sort of dropping Calendly altogether, and I'm just going to run directly out of my Keep calendar. So Keep has done a lot of work lately in actually having an embedded calendar integrated with a solution because it's it's such an important thing for people to do. So whether I keep Calendly or, or drop that in the future, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's talk about integrations because we're talking about a lot of different pieces of software here and there's a million other pieces of software that we haven't talked about today that we do use yep. that we want to integrate to save ourselves time to automate things so that we don't have to do them manually. And that's Zapier. That's something that both you and I use and I'll bet we use a lot. Yeah, I, I do. I not only use this for my stuff, but obviously as a, an automation and integration guy, it's a lot of the stuff we set up for clients as well. And it, you, you do, right? We're passing data from spreadsheets into the CRM, into our project management tools, into our you know, ticketing and all that sort of stuff. This is the sort of the glue that holds all your systems together. Right? Mm-hmm. As much as it'd be cool to find one app that does everything, they just don't exist. And you know, chances are that if they did do everything, it would not do everything particularly well. Mm-hmm. So, Zapier. Yes. Integramat, which has recently evolved to make, is another one I use in this space from time to time. But these are really important tools to be able to pass information back and forth between your systems, right, without you having to manually do it, which is prone to error. Awesome. So the next one, well, the next two we're going to talk about are not, I don't use them at all. So, and the first one is social conversation management. Can you talk us through what this is and what this tool is? Yeah, like I, I use a, t- a tool called Flowchat for this. It's a it's one I came across probably mid last year. I've been actually working with a, a couple of guys in the US who have developed this tool. Um, they were originally sort of doing a lot of work around lead generation, right? Teaching their clients about, you know, connect with people, invite them to your group, give them a resource, start a conversation, and so on. And if you've ever tried to manage conversations in Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you're having your social conversations, two days have gone and, you know, the conversation's now on page seven. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So Flowchat to me is, a, is really cool. And you can actually do this in your CRM if you wanted to sort of cobble it up. One of the reasons I really like Flowchat is that it's kind of a, again, a Kanban board style thing to manage your social conversations. And mm-hmm. so you can actually import your conversations Right? and then drag and drop those conversations through a board, but also assign templates to each stage. So literally you drag it to the next stage, it will copy the conversation script, 
into your thing. You go click on a button on the card. It goes directly to that conversation you're having with whoever they are, no matter what page of your conversation history they're on. And then you can right click and paste and edit accordingly to actually continue the conversation with that person. Right. So it's just helping you manage those conversations a lot better than you would otherwise be able to do. I actually really like it. Yeah, I'm certainly going to look at it because I can very easily get caught, especially in Messenger. Things get so far down very, very, very quickly, and it's quite easy to miss messages. We'll quickly talk about landing pages because I know landing pages have become such an important part of the conversion process. Like, I really love what WordPress has done, to be honest. It's become so easy. I mean, the whole landing page space, right, came out of the fact that it was very difficult to create landing pages in -hmm. your website without engaging a web developer, which took weeks, Mm -hmm. right? Let's face it, right? But the time they turned it around. WordPress has actually become really, really good lately, and Wix and Squarespace and all of the builders to actually knock up a a standalone page really, really quickly. Um, Sometimes you'll hear hear them called squeeze pages or whatever, but literally it's go to this page, get the one, do the one thing, and then bugger off. So Mm -hmm. it could be to deliver your your lead magnet or an opt-in or a sales page or something like that. WordPress is really cool. One of the other tools that I'm using quite a lot now, Sam, instead of the ebook, which I was finding that people were just not reading, they might opt mm-hmm. in, but they wouldn't read, is actually using a quiz tool called Leads Hook, right? mm-hmm. actually developed by an Australian guy. Very, very powerful in that we can create not only conditional quizzes, but take the answers and put them back into the next question. Mm-hmm. Okay? And do mathematical computation on the fly, and but what's more, actually create a custom landing page which can give someone a personalized response. This is just on incredible. The okay. So if you think about the applications out there, they're massive. You can capture a lot more information about a customer straight up, qualify them in or out based on their answers, and actually redirect them to wherever you want to redirect them to based on what they've given you. So, you know, if you remember back to last episode, we were talking about different offers and the stages you might want to put people out you could actually use a quiz to direct people to the specific offer where they're at and just present that thing to them. Incredible. So incredible and powerful as we're able to get that information and feed it back to people. It really personalizes the information, which makes so much difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) When we started this episode, we're thinking, oh, there's only like five or six things we use. <laughs> what I, I was thought like, was funny, oh, but you and, the- and I were both filling in cells in this spreadsheet as we were talking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and there's that one. Oh, and there's that one too. And there's another one. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's still plenty, plenty more. They, these are just our, our core tech stack that we're using to, to run our businesses. We'd love to hear yours. What are you using? What are you missing? You know, what are you looking into? We'd love to hear. So certainly let us know and keep this conversation open. We'd love to hear any new ideas and also happy to talk about, you know, what we're using. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please scroll up on your phone, click those three buttons, subscribe or follow and like the episode and please share it with someone that you know would get value from this because that will make you super popular with your friends when you're handing over the information that they need. (laughs) Tim, thanks for joining me today. Great to be here again, Sam. Another episode and thank you for joining us. We will see you on the next episode of the Influence by Design podcast. Ciao. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global. Global.